This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, Alice Pod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parking or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery Fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Eight double one, double six three. Caution building plastics. Conservatories, doors, and windows too. We'll get your place fixed up like new. Just one more, we do it all. And prices are fantastic. Just call eight double one, double six three. Caution building plastics. Bank of Fernier with a great offer for all you low strangers nuts. If you use the code PULLEN on the Caution Building Plastic website this August, you get 10% off your order. That's 10%. Just use the code PULLEN. have got three points at the new lawn again and they left it late and i told you i told you fraser blake tracy can hit them he's now officially my favorite player and to celebrate the first win of the michael flynn era i've got the man in the bitterland it's connor hello connor the man in the bitterland you've upgraded you've, me you've after upgraded, a summer's break that's you've brilliant you've grown into a man after that you're wearing the 95 96 swindon jersey as we speak yep. you sir are now a man well thank you and thank you for those great deals um on uh those building materials my flat is looking resplendent so um yeah yeah <laughs> what, what an evening 20 <laughs> percent off um just quote pulling um if you do it you might get some expressions. No, it's just not us today, Connor, because we've been doing a Patreon watch along. And this time I thought I'd bring all of my friends as 
Oxide from Oxide and Neutrino once said, first of all, it's Simon Goodall. Hello, Simon. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. On a scale of one to ten, how nervous are you right now? Um, twenty-five. Okay, that's that's pretty. That's pretty. That's pretty nervous. And also joining us from Poland because why not? It's Ben Wheatland. Hello, Ben. Gender ring. Good evening. Oh my goodness! I I wasn't content with one Ben in the Low Strangers family, but I brought in a second and now a third. I'm on a hat trick of Bens. What a word! Never have, you can never have too many Bens. We'll soon find out. <laughs> we'll soon find out. Okay, then. So Forest Green Rovers one, Swindon Town two. We are talking right on the whistle. So we've not heard any of the post match. I'm terrible at taking notes and and trying to keep people entertained on these watch alongs. So I'm very much relying on you all for this game analysis. So wish us all luck here, Connor. Saidu Khan is the latest person to get injured. And it's safe to say, when you look at that first glimpse of that 11, it, it's hard not to, you know, kind of see where the more negative fans are in terms of strength and depth. We had Mahoney in goal, Godwin, Malife, Bruin, Blake Tracy at the back, Hutton and Genesini coming in, um, Kinsella and McEachran in the middle, Kemp just ahead, and Young and Austin up front. A weak bench too. Not that it matters because we took three glorious points, but it did feel at that point, ooh, this could be a long night. And the way the game started, it felt like that could be the case. Yeah, it's one of those ones where I, th- I think the first eleven was still reasonably strong, but then you are looking at the bench and you're thinking, this first eleven has to do the business because there's not much that you can really pull from the bench. And uh, obviously, you only end up, I think, using one sub. Or maybe we used one uh, towards the end of the game in stoppage time or something. But yeah. um, in, in terms of the when the game was actually being played, um, yeah, it really was those eleven players plus one extra. And um, you know, I, th- I think they did a job and they're good. But yeah, it's one of those ones over the course of the season you want some reinforcements in because uh, yeah, goals on that bench. Um, I would imagine there's not very many pro ones. So yeah, exactly. One person coming in, Simon was Kinsella. And- We've discussed it off mic, quite a few people not really giving him enough credit for that absolutely lovely cross he put in for Austin against Crew, and then Austin fluffed his lines. And um, I, I think he's he's going to be pretty useful this season. You know, it might not be in his day to day, but I don't think when he comes in, I'm like, well, oh dear, this is this is not good. What I think he offers is a little bit of bite in midfield that we've not had for ages, absolutely ages. And he can actually pass pass a decent ball, which I think is uh is an absolute bonus. And he, he really looked up for it tonight, judging by his his challenge that he uh did earlier. <laughs> he certainly did. Um Genesini came on as well, Ben, um pretty quiet for a lot of the game, but but came in well got pretty heavily involved as the as the second half continued and you know needs more time but it was certainly encouraging in, in places I felt yeah he was much better than um I heard reports of the first game like he seemed seemed pretty comfortable he put in a couple of good balls uh, sort of near the end of the second half I thought he did well um probably a little bit disappointed to be taken off but I mean you know we had to make that second substitution at some point in the night so, uh, so he did well he did he did he did okay a lot of okay um mm. we'll, we'll start 
with um, a couple of comments from listeners, uh, Rob Dinsey straight away with, I think we've had whole seasons with fewer talking points than that game. And um, yeah, talk me through what you remember, Connor, of that first half, because it, it wasn't very pretty for the majority of the first half for Swindon, was it? I think the first half was a bit of a weird one in the sense that defensively there was a lot to complain about from our side. Attacking-wise, we were getting into some good positions and not quite getting that final ball or getting the movement right in the final third. Um, So there were some signs for optimism in the first half, but also there's a lot of signs that this could all go wrong. And, uh, you know, Forest Green went up 1-0 pretty early on. Very, very tame goal to concede from our perspective. Uh, And it had me worried that that was a sign of things to come and that would continue throughout the evening. It wasn't to be that way. I think after the opening goal, we did grow into the game a little bit, but while remaining open at the back as well. So I have to say at halftime, I was a little bit nervous about what we might see in the second half um, because, yeah, it, it was one of those one of those ones where I, I think our performance could have gone either way. Um, you can see positive things, you can see negative things. And uh, thankfully, we, we uh, had the positive side of things win out in the end. Mm, yeah. Uh, Simon, your thoughts on the first half, things that didn't work or things that did work for you? I think the lack of height in defence really showed on some of those crosses and corners they put in. We really struggled under pressure from them, by one of them resulting in the goal. Um, really, it's I mean, it's the same as last season. We, we are struggling for height at the back. Yeah. Ben, would you agree? Yeah, I mean... I was just sort of looking through the through the clubs and everything there, and I do think that like uh, Terry Kawakwe might feel a little bit let down not to be get, getting on, considering towards the end we should have been expecting, especially with that late goal, to take a bit of a battering. I'd have thought put a bit more height on there, maybe. But I agree, we we look little even compared to to, to Forest Green. Yeah, I, I think in terms of Kawakwe, I think any rest they can give him because he's not 100% at the moment is probably the preference for Flynn. He's walking wounded, I think, on, on by being on the bench because we don't have many other options, um, I would say. Um, the goal, I mean, one, one thing that I really hate about some of the sort of first world problems of social media is they don't give us their first names, do they? So they just tell us Stevens scored. So we, we were assuming it's Rachel Stevens. Um, that's what we're going with. Um, until I'm told <laughs> anything else. Very, very tame goal. And and can we just spend a moment to say, you know, for scoring, Connor, in the 14th minute, right in front of the Swindon fans, giving it the big one, that, that I felt confident the moment they started doing that. Yeah, I think I said to you, uh, if you're going to give it that large that early off of so little evidence that you deserve to be doing that, then uh, it usually does backfire. And thankfully it did. Um, it was a yeah, it's very it's a very loaded celebration. So I don't know if, you know, obviously there's been this uh, kind of little bit of a rivalry around transfer stories that's been kind of played with on social media over the summer. Maybe that's got in their heads and, you know, they think this is a... A big rivalry. I think it's, it's quite nice to have something like that to sort of play with a little bit as fans as well, isn't it? But and I found it interesting. But yeah, definitely, it wasn't just Stevens, Rachel Stevens, uh, celebrating her goal. Um, it was the the rest of the team as well. Um, really seemed to be giving it large. So you know, 
I'm sure they were happy, but <laughs> I'm sure they won't be looking back on that now with any fondness. So. No, I mean, if this was if this was Forest Green scoring against Bristol City, they might call the police um, due to such scandalous um, behaviour. <laughs> um, we'll never know. Talking of the summer, uh, Simon, poor old Moore Taylor didn't last very long in this game. Um, taken out cynically. <laughs> um, mm, um, that will learn him, I suppose. Yeah, I think if there was uh, such a thing as uh, the AR in the uh, League Two, I think he would have probably got Kinsella would have walked for that, I think, to be brutally honest. It did seem a bit late and uh, quite deliberate, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mandy Moore-Taylor going off for Denise Welsh. Well, leaving the field and Denise Welsh coming on after 29 minutes. I'm overcommitting this bit. Um, I'm so, so sorry. Um, it's late. It's been a long day. Uh, one thing's for sure, though. Omotoy played, but nobody noticed. So he hasn't improved too much, uh, Ben, since he's been at Swindon. Um, were there any? Is there any other moments in that first half that, that we need to discuss? Because everyone's saying it was a game full of moments. Um, I guess I guess what we'll do to to give you a hand is a message here from Jamie Goodwin, who says we'll take the three points, but we were incredibly poor first half. Midfield were exposed. Calm ball retention was missed. Early equaliser in in the second half, the key, but we didn't look much better um, until the red card. Would you say that's fair? Uh, I think that that is fair because I mean th- there was a one talking point would be you know, Mahoney made a very good save um, to keep us in it. When they were when they'd gone on up, um, and if that had gone in, it could have quite easily gone, you know, very bad for us. Um, so I think we did. I think we probably did well. Um, and they didn't look like they were. They didn't look like they were sort of really knocking on the door, but I think we had to hold on, and, and Mahoney played his part there uh, very well. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. <laughs> is it? Is there anything else from this first half that we can we can really take from it? Because we weren't at the races, but it wasn't terrible, and Forest Green just didn't do enough, really, uh, Connor, to to sort of get more from the one goalie that they had. Yeah, I mean, I think the interesting thing is that my feeling, having watched the first half, was probably a little bit more negative than the uh, statistics would have shown. I think we were looking at the statistics that I follow show you at half time, and they were a lot more positive in our favour. I mean, not that we were like miles away or anything, but we'd actually played better in that than I thought we had done sort of by just watching the game. So maybe it goes to show that statistics aren't everything. Maybe it goes to show that I was looking at the game wrongly and uh, only half paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, draw the conclusion that you were like. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it is really worth pointing out those um, Mahoney saves, I think probably a couple of, maybe five, 10 minutes after the goal. It's at, I think it's, it's not a double save, but it's two saves in very quick succession and both of which very acrobatic. And uh, he uh, took a little bit of a, a beat, 30 minutes, not 30 minutes, that would be ridiculous. 30 <laughs> seconds just down on the uh, down on the deck to sort of calm everything down, after which point we seem to stabilise a little bit. And we were talking about how I just he just doesn't look like a goalkeeper. But in, in, in a good way, I like how good he is as a goalkeeper, despite looking like a left back that's just been asked to do a job. Because, yeah. It's uh yeah, it's interesting. He 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 very much looks like a full backing guard, but um I'm there for it. Yeah, I've 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 compared to Campos, Mexico, USA ninety four, not it may be in shirt size or, or colour, uh, Simon, but I, I definitely see that sort of like 
he does look like an outfield player playing in the last five minutes uh, when when the goalkeeper gets sent off, but um, but plays very much like a goalkeeper, which is the most important thing. Absolutely, I mean, it, I think he's very similar in the way Wes Fodring used to play. His positioning is his key because Wes wasn't a very tall keeper either. And he d- he does seem to get himself in the right position at the right time. You know, I mean, I, I, he is still a little bit raw. He does look very comfortable with the ball at his feet. As we saw Saturday, he's very vocal. Seems to, you know, obviously command his box very well. You know, and obviously the shot stopping is is quite a bonus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ben, Simon mentioned about uh, Kinsella having a bit of bite, likes a tackle, and Pete Marsh <laughs> gives the man of the match to the referee for not sending Kinsella off. And I've, I've I've spent the last couple of minutes sort of reading that, trying to wrap my brain. But of course, it's the moment where he puts in the tackle and then he's injured as well, which is the classic way of avoiding a red card by, you know, no one in, you know, it's a very European, South American thing, isn't it? When a referee stands over an injured player and mm-hmm. unleashes a red card at them. It doesn't really happen. It's simply not cricket, is it? But yes, I think there is an argument Definitely here that Kinsella can considers himself very lucky to stay on the pitch and obviously it could have changed the game. Yeah, big time. I think uh, there was a slow-mo replay on, on Ipolo and it definitely didn't look like uh, a yellow card. Um, so I think his, his little bit of black acting probably saved him. But you've got to say, I mean, he. I was worried. I think we mentioned it in the chat that like it looks like he's you know potentially on, a, on the way for a red, but I thought he did really well to be sort of disciplined enough to stay on for what he went off midway through the second half and seemed tidy and didn't do anything else stupid, didn't lose his head. So I think that's actually, you know, okay, he got away with it, but then he he then went on to sort of prove that that was actually <laughs> a good thing as well. So it's nice to see nice to see him putting the challenge in, maybe, maybe a little bit less next time. But um overall it didn't hurt his performance. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Before we go really into the second half, I'm just reading a lot of listeners' contributions. And one thing that's really standing out, Connor, is no one's getting carried away with that performance. People are really quite level-headed of just like, okay, I mean, I've seen here mixed bag, uh, bonkers. You know, everyone's saying a great win, but we might have rode our luck a little bit here. I think there's a couple of things with that. So potentially that is expectations coming down to the level of reality in terms of what we've done this summer, what the last year of being a Swindon fan has been like. The other side of that is I honestly could not tell you as a looking at League Two as a standard, how good Forest Green are in that sort of level of things. Obviously, I consider them a really good team in League Two based on every other year I've seen them in League Two. They've been a contender for going up. Um, And although we've had a good record at the new lawn, it's always been a difficult game, even if we have one. Uh, so that I, I consider them a good team and doing well there is a marker of a team that should hopefully be good in the league. However, obviously they went down very poor season last year. I have no idea about their squad because I think Denise Welsh plays the centre-back for them. Um, so uh, it's <laughs> one of those things where, uh, honestly, I couldn't tell you if that's a, a point, like three points against a contender, if that's three points against a team that would be lucky to consolidate in mid-table or anything else. So um, maybe that's a another thing that's sort of feeding into people's reactions is 
you know, it, it, it's 90 minutes, maybe in a month's time when we sort of have an idea about where people are in the league and what their expectations are, then maybe it'll be different. But um, I think it's, it's nice that people are being level-headed about it because, yeah, great win, but it's a building block to something else ultimately. Yeah. Uh, again, before we go into the second half, let's have a little break by um, discussing the rumour that's escalating. I don't know um, really the ins and outs about the discussion, but it sounds like FGR, Forest Greens, comms saying Troy Deeney, Simon, was at the game. He's been rumoured to be a target for Swindon for quite some time. Um, if he was there, that that might suggest something. What what What, what does that initially make you think in terms of a Swindon sign in a huge name, um, you know, loads of goals over his career at the tail end, probably a final season or two at best. Um, what do you reckon? I just think it's papering over the cracks again. You know, we do we need that kind of centre forward again? You know, we've got Charlie Austin, not really done a great deal since he's been here. Is Deeney going to improve that? I don't know. Can they play up front together? I don't know. Um, really, do we we need pace up front. We're desperate for pace. We've got it with uh, Russian at Burn Murphy, but there is nobody else. Mm. You know, we do need a, someone who can hold the ball up, turn, go past the defender. We just haven't got that player at the moment. Yeah, Ben. I think Simon pretty much nails it in very there's, there's there's various sort of ways of looking at this because in terms of his name it's exciting people will not really consider um you just gave me the the, the the biggest look there ben when i said it's exciting but i mean the fact of the matter is you know there is an element of the fan base that will go wow and um, some socks might be blown off with this one but at the same time in terms of tactics whether it complements Charlie Austin or not, we, we know we need a centre-forward. Is he the right kind of centre-forward that Swindon need, or do you think he's just got the ability to adapt and and cater what's required? I mean, who knows? I've not, I've not seen him play for a very long time. I don't know if he's got the, um, the skills that can sort of, uh, that can complement Charlie Austin, but you think we've got that marquee centre-forward we don't need another one of them. And old Marquis, in my opinion, we should be looking for some 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 pace to go around. And we saw in this game, like mm. Austin doesn't move anywhere near as much as he used to. Um, so you need someone to do the running. Can Troy Deeney at 35 do that? Maybe, but it is League Two. It'll be a bit of a step down. Maybe it's what he needs, but I'm I'm on the fence with that one. Probably more falling off the, the bad side of the fence, but not convinced. Let's have a look here. We've got an update. Simon, have we got an update on, on Troy Deeney? Yeah, uh, Ryan Whelan's just put something on Twitter saying he actually was there, but he wasn't there for, t- for Swindon. Oh, I was just going to go in for Connor's hottest take, but he's probably just going to say, I oh, doesn't think it's there. he's there for Swindon. Uh, I did. Uh, yeah, I would have joked about that. But um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> who knows? Um, what I was going to say is, I, I swear I... Um, read something in The Athletic maybe about four years ago about how Deeney was trying to um, prolong his career by getting a sort of professional chef to sort of cook for him and make like bone broth and all that kind of stuff. And I thought, you know, maybe that'll help Charlie Austin as well. So it, it could be good to have that at the club, but you're not going to be able to have much bone broth at Forest Green, Troy. So just reconsider. 
come down to Swindon. <laughs> are we still looking for a Sousa chef at Swindon? Maybe uh, Troy Deeney can sort us out. Who knows? Who knows? Okay. Uh, well, I, I vividly remember just before halftime and as halftime was, was, was just taking place that I said Swindon have got a goal in this game it just depends on on what we do defensively and i was you know i could have ignored that latter part connor um but it, it didn't matter because swindon scored straight away and it was lovely stuff uh yeah it really was um a very different side came out set straight to it and honestly the first thing i can really remember from that half is uh charlie austin having a shot i think it's charlie austin wasn't it mm-hmm. um Save drop drops straight to Dan Kemp, who just has the easiest of jobs to guide it home. Um, if you're missing from there, I think you uh, should hang up your boots immediately. So thankfully he didn't, and uh, we'll retain his services for the time being. Uh, but yeah, a good moment and a great mo, a great time in the game to get that goal because probably anything that Forest Green's manager said to his team at half time kind of goes out the window there. But our job remains the same. So. Um, yeah, it was it was good, and uh, I think we just kind of builded from there and got a lot better after that goal. I would say so, Simon. A lot has been said about Kemp and how good he is, and we all look forward to him um, over the over the coming months because we're all convinced he's going to be recalled in January um, if it goes well. And you know, the crew performance was fine. It was it was certainly not stand out, and I don't even think today was particularly stand a standout performance, but right place, right time. Yeah, absolutely. The one thing I do like about him, he has drive. He drives into the box. He's he's that midfielder we we haven't had for a for a long time. We've always had holding midfielders or never that kind of attacking pain maybe in the last couple of seasons was like that. But I think he could be that kind of that mould that wants to get on the ball wants to play off it. He's always looking for a pass to the to the wing backs, mostly Hutton. And you know, I really do think he could be what we need. Yeah. Yeah. And and Ben, something I really like, and I appreciate that, you know, you, you've not watched as much Swindon Town over the last few years as as some of the rest of us, but something that you can't say Swindon <laughs> didn't do is we are much more tenacious going forward um than we have been in recent seasons there is that intent to move forward and they don't look scared um we we had to chase a winner today and you know during the whole of the second half it's like we're gonna get it it's gonna come because we were looking to get that goal which is sometimes over the last couple of years I would say when we've been in similar situations we've been too afraid to concede by allowing a counter-attack and I, I really like that element of of Michael Flynn Swindon yeah they looked like they were playing with confidence which is quite nice to see um Austin excluded there was a couple of points where I think he could have a confident Austin might have got got a shot away earlier, but yeah, Kemp particularly linked up play between the midfield and strikers very well. Was comfortable and was passing the ball around, but they all they all were very positive going forward. I mean, the second half was pretty much all of us just going forward the whole time, occasionally dealing with a couple of um, uh, a couple of counter attacks. So I guess obviously the red card helped with that, but we were very positive. It, it, it did feel like it was coming, even though you know, the frustration and probably some of the stuff that the, the, the contributors are saying about it not being sort of a, a wow performance is because it, it 
still felt slightly plodding and, and we felt a little bit sort of lacking in ideas up front. There wasn't so much movement. But Kemp was a bright spark. Um, it's the first I've seen him play. Um, and yeah, I was very impressed. Connor, Forest Green went down to 10 men after Archie Bunker was sent off for the most ridiculous, unneeded second yellow card. And I've never loved a footballer more. Yeah, I mean, honestly, um, when I saw the red card, I was surprised because how would you commit that foul if you're on a yellow card? It's the, the most stupid thing. We're going nowhere. Why are you going to grab on someone's shirt and just, yeah, break up the play there? Com- completely makes no sense. And it became a much more difficult ask for them after that. So I'm sure there would have been some choice words for uh, Mr. Man um, once he got back to the changing rooms. But yeah, I, I think... It changed the game. It became almost sort of a, a game of attack versus defence after that point. And, um, the, you know, there were a few brief moments where they still showed a little bit of threat on the break, but really they, they limited. And I think they would have been happy with a point as soon as that happened. So I'm glad that we managed to get out there with three because, uh, yeah, after they bunkered in, uh, <laughs> we um, then, yeah, it, it would have become very frustrating for us if we weren't able to grab that goal. And eventually we did. Yeah, we're in a mischievous mood today, everybody. We've won a game, uh, a game that was a Patreon watch along, the first win we've we've had, and it's a game that actually mattered. So it, it, we're in a joyous mood. Um, Simon, I'm just reading some more listeners' contributions. Craig Clark got the rub of the green tonight for me. Um, we've got um, Robert Hammond got away with it because of the new yellow card rules. Jason, on another day, we would have lost that 3-0 and been down to 10 men ourselves. Um, It says, I'll take an ugly win. But I watched that second half, and I just thought it was a matter of time. I I mean, it wasn't pretty, but it was dominant. And they did exactly what I want Swindon to do when a team goes down to 10 men, and it's to try and win the game. Yeah. And that's not always going to be pretty. It's going to be frustrating. Charlie Austin was as frustrating as hell this evening because he could have scored a hat trick. He knows that one superb save aside, you know, it just didn't work out for him again um, this evening. But I didn't feel at all concerned. Now, there were some concerned people in this in this in this chat um, (laughs) during that second half. But I thought it was really quite comfortable and quite entertaining to watch because it was just all Swindon. Yeah. I mean, I look at this time last season when we played Gillingham away and we went, they got a bloke sent off in the first five or 10 minutes and we spent the rest of the game zigzagging across the pitch. Yeah. Not making any attempt to attack their goal. Tonight, it was just all through through the thirds. You know, we looked especially good from the back coming forward as well. That's what impressed me. Um, the the uh, two the two uh, left and right defenders, Blake Tracy, coming forward. I mean, he just drives forward all the time, and that's that's what I like now. We're just constantly driving forward. I've not seen us play like that since we had the likes of Luongo really coming through through the midfield, and we you know playing the ball to the sides, trying to get early balls in. Yes, we didn't have the bodies in there to make the most of it and a lot of the crosses far too deep going over but yeah we were just constantly knocking on the door yeah yeah agreed uh dj h 
Ben says, happy with the result. Fitness energy levels need work, need more playing options. Much improved on last year. I completely agree with DJH on that latter point. It's already looking um, like we have more about us, but nobody's ignoring the fact that this squad isn't going to survive the season without strength and depth. So um, it has to be, has to be something that we've got to consider. Yeah. You can't do it with 12 men. We, We need, we need some senior pros in the, in the, in the, at least to sit on the bench. Um, the, looking at the bench, it's, it's, it's sort of crazy how few experienced bodies we've got there. So, yeah. And there were, there were, there were points where you, you, you were crying out for an experienced player to come on for, for Austin to stretch them a little bit more. We, like you were confident that we were going to win. I couldn't see where we were getting that goal from. I felt like it was going to be a classic one, one. We had all the chances, we had all the opportunity, we had loads of possession, and it was just never going to come. So I think we were sort of, we were, well, we were obviously uh, got out of jail with that goal, but yeah, we needed something to freshen it up and stretch the game. Because if I think if we'd been able to bring on one or two extra players, um, probably with a bit of pace and just a little bit more about them up top, I think we could have had two or three in that second half because they really didn't have yeah. much about them at all until we scored. Yeah, uh, completely agree. Um Connor, Jonah on drum says, man of the match, brew it, solid, never panic, no silly mistakes and always calm under pressure, thumbs up emoji. I think that might be just trolling me a little bit because I don't <laughs> think I don't think any of the defenders need a particular shout out today because other than... You know, oh, come on. There is one defender that does need a shout out today, well, yeah, but I mean, it's not yeah. the defensive work that he did. So, uh, yeah, the story of the game is not... It's not the defense. Us defending. Oh, we didn't defend particularly well at the points that we were defending most of the game. If you look at the second half, we weren't really defending that much. We were kind of controlling the game ourselves. Uh, so, honestly, I think I, I'm I'm really trying not to be harsh to Brewer because I think I have a I have a strong opinion on him and I don't want to be unfair. So. I'm not going to say that he played badly because he. I don't think he really put a foot out of joint. He played. No. He he had a couple of decent involvements in the game. Uh, so I think it's fair to say he played well at what he was asked to do. But I think if you look at um, other players, I think there's a, a few more, a, a few players that were at least more crucial in us winning that game. So they're the ones that I would look at. And even in the defensive unit, I mean, <laughs> Fraser Blake Tracy has just scored one of the most unbelievable goals that we'll see all season. Um, for that alone, I'd be quite happily happy to give him man of the match. Um, but even if you look on the other side of the fence, uh, um, Godwin Malife, um, just in the overall play, he is absolutely rapid. It's like Sonic the Hedgehog just charging through midfield every time he gets the ball on the uh, the right of the fence, and yeah, just turns defence into attack very quickly, which uh, is is really exciting to see. So that, and with his uh, sort of basketball netball block of a throw in. Uh, which I really, really enjoyed. Um, you can't give man of the match for that kind of thing, but just oh yes, of, you can. I mean, yes, <laughs> okay. you can. Maybe, maybe I guess. Yeah, I guess it's. Uh, yeah, that that would be the No Strangers podcast way. Um, but those kind of sort of sprinkles of personality in the game, I think, is something that actually I like to see from a defender as well. So uh, I think, yeah, honestly, not not being horrible to Brewer, I think of the three centre backs, he's the one I'd probably pick out the least from that game. But not to say <laughs> that that's a bad thing. I mean. He didn't stand out for anything negative. He just did his job and did it well. So we can't help ourselves, can we? We can't. <laughs> also, also Mahoney for the first half deserves more props, probably. To yes, Ben. 
Well, he did. He did. I was just thinking when we were talking about Brute there that Brute did like the probably the best thing he did was clean up after a, a Mahoney's little bit of a mispass. In that was that in the first half? I can't remember, but that was a that was a good solid bit of sort of defending. But I completely agree with Connery. It, I don't think he stood out for anything. He just did his job. Um, yeah. I'm finding everybody who can just be level-headed on Brewer, and I love every bit of it. And I don't normally record the Low Strangers with um, with cameras on, but Connor's smile when he was talking about Fraser Blake Tracy. I'm gonna if I if I have recorded this, I'm gonna have it as my own screensaver because it was absolutely <laughs> beautiful. There there is one thing though, Simon. Before we can all talk about the goal for the rest of this episode. Was that Lee Power in the in the stands recording the game on the floodlight? By the floodlight, did you see it? Yeah, it did seem to be him, didn't it? And he, what a very steady hand he had too. <laughs> it was a dead spit. I, I, I was what I, the, the curly hair. I, what do you reckon, Connor? I think it was. I, I think Lee Power's like hiding in plain sight. Look, Lee Power has been on the record about how much he loves the club, he loves so it doesn't surprise me that he's turned up in the away end. On a Tuesday night, it's not an easy trip, even though it's not far. I mean, you just got to say, what a man. <laughs> no, I d- strike that from the record. That's, that can't go out, but yeah. <laughs> it absolutely will go out. Um, I mean, I was I was going to ask Ben um, who he was streaming the game for, but I think I don't want anybody, no matter what country they live in, to get a knock on the door. So um, we'll probably be best to avoid that sort of joke, eh? Yeah, there, is, there is one... There is one thing I don't think it was Lee Power because Mr. Sean Hodgetts was nowhere near him. Oh, that's a dig. <laughs> it's also not fair that people are laughing but it's muted so it's <laughs> you think you think yes. Um if if anyone does watch the game again, see if you can find Lee Power by the floodlight recording the game. Absolutely insane stuff. Ben, you lucky lucky swine. You get to talk about Fraser Blake Tracy first. And then Connor can come in and then Simon can finish the job off. Um, in the last review um, after the crew game, I think I uh, cooed over um, Fraser Blake Trace. He said he's rapidly becoming my favourite player because, you know, he's gobby and he's got a shot on him. Game, set, match, pulling. He's got my affections. If he leaves in the next few weeks, someone isn't going to need to cover Connor. You've got to cover me for a little while because... I will feel pain like no other. What a hit. Absolutely thoroughly deserved. Another decent, solid performance by Blake Tracy. Um, and um, yeah, just a thoroughly deserved winner. I mean, he got us out of jail with that strike. And what a strike. I thought it had taken a deflection, but I'm pretty sure when you watch the replay, it was straight in. It was beautiful stuff. Um I, I never would have thought to see that in a, in a, in a League 2 game. What a finish. I, I, just, I had my hand in the air, shouting, and my, woke my son up, I think. What a, what a finish. Yeah, I, I, I'm still high on it now. It's been such, it's been such a long time that Swindon has scored a goal that's made me genuinely almost jump out of my chair. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm always happy, uh, listener. Uh, Paul Merriman, 65 shots in three games. What What's not to like? Connor, well, we're not going to talk about all those shots, but this is your opportunity to to talk about Fraser Blake Tracy's winner, the fifth goal scorer this season for Swindon. We scored five goals and all of them have been from different people, which is a good sign. What a strike. Yeah, I, I think I remember at the 
Right, I don't want to spoil the vibe here, but I think we had no. a similar kind of thing at the start of the lockdown season where something like the eighth, the first eight or nine goal scorers were unique in a season and that was the most in history or something. So They were all called we could, Smith as well, of course. Yeah, they were all called Smith at that point. So we, we could... Um, we could hopefully break that record and then also have a good season. So that's the, we've, we've repaired the vibe. Um, but yeah, I mean, an absolutely great hit. I'm really glad that when we were on the call, that wasn't being recorded because the noise I must have made after that went in, honestly, I was just in complete disbelief and just the emotions took hold of me and uh, what, a, what a moment that was. The final point I want to make is just, I think linked into the point um, that's made there about the amount of shots we've had over the first few games of the season, but just also based on that moment alone, I think this is probably the first time in the past year that I've just had severe fear of missing out in the, uh, I just, I wish I could have transported myself into that away end and uh, just soaked in all of the um, celebrations and emotion in there. Cause uh, honestly, what a moment and the, the way that we play football this season, at least the way we started it, it's so much more exciting than it was watching it last season. Um, this is the first time I've watched us play under Michael Flynn. So, you know, take it with a pinch of salt, but I will be a lot happier to put my 11 euros down uh, on that uh, the next time I get the chance to um, than I was doing it for the, uh, <laughs> the whatever we got served up last season. So, um, yeah, I think that's a good sign. And hopefully that's a sign of things to come as well. Yeah, Simon, sports professional mortgages says, going to need heart attack tablets if it's like that every week. <laughs> but don't forget they were down. Uh, they were five men down. And on another day uh, against a human Charlie, could have had three. Yeah, it, it, I don't think it's going to be like that, is it? It's, it's going to be, it's going to not all be crazy. But I think there's this element with the amount of yellow cards, the amount of, uh, <laughs> there's so much more peril at the moment during during this new season that it's, it's it, it kind of gives me a headache a little bit, but I'm sure it'll simmer to, down in time. Yeah, it always, it always is, is it? Beginning of the season, they've got new things come in and after two or three games, everything's chaotic and, all over the shop, but it will settle down. People will get used to it. They'll realise that they've got to play the game. And I'm sure they'll probably adapt and find other ways to, uh, should we say, uh, fill the books, if you like. You know, just, you know. We don't like that phrase at Swindon Town, <laughs> Simon. You should know that. Uh, so there we go. Thoroughly deserved and disgraceful scenes as Swindon fans give it the big one in front of their own supporters in the 93rd minute, which is <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that in the 93rd minute and get no, away with it. No. Uh, yeah. Well, you you say that, Connor, but what was the last two minutes out of nowhere, all Forest Green Rovers? And it, it's been quite it's always funny in the in the watch along because it, we, we play stream wars where essentially poor old Simon is about a minute behind. I'm about 20 and I'm watching Connor and Ben um, flap their arms around wildly. And when we do score the Exocet winner, they're both quite mild about it. So it was, it was, it was quite, it was quite something. Um, Ben, the circus is, is emerging now this week. So what, what we'll see from some Swindon fans is that we have to play better. We have to be better. We have to pass better. We have to be stronger because we're going to Wrexham um, on the weekends. I don't really know much about Wrexham. They've not set the world on fire. They've won today against Walsall at home 4-2. 
Um, so they'll be buoyant, but damn it, so will we. Yeah, I mean, they're a team like everybody else. They're, 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 they've not started brilliantly, even though they deliberately didn't buy players because they felt they had a squad good enough to, to walk the league already. So maybe they've been a bit complacent, who knows? Um, but I don't think we've got too much to be worried about. I mean, those people who were saying we need to be better are, are right. We need to be sharper up front. We need to get the ball into the strikers and, and, and actually take some of the chances that we create. But and you know defensively also we're, we're we're a bit suspect but it is what it is i mean we might get in uh, i don't know rumors of players being signed or whatever but you never know windows still open we might still have players joining before then or maybe not i don't know um but yeah it's 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 to me it's too early too early to tell and i mean we need to just sort of treat the game as any other not not play the play up to the disney cameras Mickey Mouse. I thought you were going to just start naming Disney characters then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spend the rest of the evening just uh, just going one by Donald Duck. Yeah, one. yeah. Um, my kids are really into Bluey. He, yeah. That that dad is reckless. I, I don't understand why that dad gets all the praise. He's putting us all to shame. And there's a, there's an episode of Bluey, if you, if you don't watch Bluey, there's an episode of Bluey where the dad's takeaway is spilt by the children <laughs> and he doesn't care. I know it's 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 so unrealistic. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I'm not convinced that's the reaction of of an average Australian. I don't think that's the of the average reaction of anyone who's overspent money on a on a takeaway only to see their child spill it all on the floor. Yeah, and, and absolutely livid. I, also, I've never... they're, also they're dogs. They should just eat it off the floor anyway. They're just dogs. They should eat it on the floor. Stupid floor in these stupid <laughs> cartoons. Kids, kids are idiots. Kids are idiots. And maybe so are Australians. I'm still bitter from the ashes, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Uh, our listenership in Australia isn't that strong. No, I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna double down. <laughs> well, they're gonna knock us. They'll they'll definitely beat us in the beat England in the um, beat England in the World Cup tomorrow. Then after we said, oh, there's that, and they beat us in the netball, the ashes. Oh, they 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 run their race. I can call them a disgrace. <laughs> what a tangent uh, that has been. Man of the match from the listeners. Connor is Fraser Blake Tracy. I wonder why. I ain't arguing with it. Yeah, I mean, I could just try and be very pretentious and be like, well, you can't just give it for someone scoring a goal. Um, but what a goal it was. I mean, it would be ridiculous not to, right? So, yeah, for me, I have no arguments with it. We got we, we we had shout outs for Dokes. He had another, he had another couple. We've had shout outs for Mahoney, and uh, we've had one for Brewitt. Um, we have had the majority, though Simon from Fraser Blake Tracy. Are we gonna Are we gonna go down that way? Absolutely. He's just our Mister Reliable, isn't he? Every game gives hundred percent. Just everything he does, he wants he wants the ball, plays forward with the ball. Obviously, likes a shot. And I, like I said to you earlier on, I I just do not understand why he's not captain. He's got yeah. he's got everything. It makes him captain material. He's vocal, sees the game, reads the game, you know. And Gobby. Yes, absolutely. You know, I don't know what's, I mean, not, is it political? I don't know, but, you know, he should be captain. Yeah, I would agree with that. Simon Macy says, looked, young looked very good, always in space, caused them problems, worked hard, Brewer excellent. Genesini was poor, but in an entertaining game and a, Absolute thunderbursted from Fraser Blake Tracy to win it. Lovely stuff. Are we giving the clean, sweet bend to Fraser Blake Tracy for man of the match? 
Yeah, I think you have to. But um, I would, I would hold it. I mean, you can't say that Brit was excellent and uh, Genesini was poor in that. I think that's a very interesting take. But no, I, I thought neither of those two put a particular foot wrong. But yeah, I mean, come on, late Tracy, score a goal like that. Get you, get yourself on the uh... spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, spreadsheet. just call Thank it a spreadsheet. You. The Louis uh, Reed, get it on the Louis Reed spreadsheet. It's, it yeah, was, it was double dokes last week. It's double FBT. This week, which makes admin so much easier. We're all in sync, everybody. And I think now we can close this pod by going lovely stuff. It wasn't pretty. It was pretty scary at times. We're all off for a lie down. Not together, but you never know. Um, Ben, Connor, Simon, thank you very much. Thank Thank you. Thank you. The Low Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. The views given do not reflect those of Swindertown Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast logo was created by the most splendid Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on you Reds! Come on Swindon! Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.